Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Pop a top again. I've just got time for one more round. Set em up, my friend. Welcome back to episode 61 of Two Drunk Brothers and a Podcast. In our last episode in the 2019 calendar year. So we are rounding out a decade now. Um, Man, craziness. I guess the teens, I guess you want to call it, the 2000 teens. Yeah, I never know what to refer to. Anything past 2010 as. Yeah, like the two thousand teens. Yeah, two thousand. Like I, I guess you can call it the the teens. We're getting we're getting ready to roll into twenty twenty. Here in about thirteen days, it is uh now it's Wednesday night. We're recording a night later because Travis got stuck in Kansas City this weekend. So I'll just let him kind of. Yeah, I, mean, I thought I thought that my last episode of Two Drunk Brothers had came and gone. <laughs> I thought I was gonna lose my life this past weekend. There was a mat, like it wasn't, I thought it was just going to be like a little snow. First when we got there, it was like one to three inches and eh, not so bad, whatever. The old Camaro can, can handle it. Then it goes from like three to five, then like four to six. And then got like close to nine inches, I think at one point. Um, took me about an hour and 45 minutes to get to the stadium. Okay. Uh, and, uh, and you were staying, for those of you who aren't from Kansas City, you've never been to Kansas City, the Arrowhead is not in downtown so if you're driving if you're driving like if you're coming from st louis and going to arrowhead down 70 you'll actually pass up arrowhead before you get to downtown kansas city it's probably it's like 15 what? minutes yeah so travis it was a 15 minute drive travis had from his hotel in downtown and he took him an hour and a half hour an hour and a half to get there you said oh it's around an hour and a half to an hour 45 total the highways were covered in snow the entrance to Arrowhead was an absolute nightmare. People were getting stuck. Cars were on the side of the road. I about just said, fuck it, and parked my car wherever I could. And walked. And walked. And then, I mean, it was it was like 16 degrees, 15 degrees with the wind chill. And uh, snow and the whole entire damn game. To it was be fun. Fair, yeah, I was like, to be fair, it's, you don't really get to experience a lot of Football atmosphere is like that. Like very few people have been to a have been to a snowy game, you know? Dude, and I tell you what, that place was fucking packed. 
Yeah, they show up. It's crazy. It was bananas. So it was was super fun, kind of boring because, I mean, obviously I was hoping Drew Locke would do well, and and it was just – It's kind of tough. Like, I mean, Carly and I were watching the game. I'm like, he probably has never played in snow before in his life, like ever. No. And then that atmosphere is probably even harder. Yeah. I mean, so. it was it was bad. It was it was so much fun though. We left early. It took us an hour and forty five to get there. About forty five to get home. Yeah, and he was planning on coming home on Monday, like legitimately planning on, planning on coming home on Monday. He had Monday off of work, and uh, he calls our dad, and our dad's like, "Yeah, you probably won't be able to come home today." So he calls me, and he said, "I said, yep, because we got ice down here where we're from, and, and it stopped snowing in Kansas City." But we were getting ice in St. Louis that night. Ice, and then it continued. To, and then it snowed on top of the ice. So he didn't actually get to come home. He, I watched his dog all weekend with my four dogs. So I had five dogs in my house all weekend, which is a fucking shit show in itself. Um, but he didn't come back to get his dog till like 2 or 3 o'clock on Tuesday. So we decided to delay the recording until tonight. So you guys will be hearing this on Thursday, December 19th. Um, which is good because there's no Thursday night football this week. Thank God that's just that shit's over with because I had a wretched year gambling on Thursday night football. What was the total? I don't. Did you win this last Thursday? Uh, I think I. Yeah, did. Ravens. Yeah, you did. You went four and eleven total. Oh. I went eight and seven. Finished with an above five hundred record. Takes us into our total records on the year. I had, a, I had a good Thursday night football record. You did not, or I would say good compared to yours. Mm-hmm. I'm still seven games back of 500 on the year for football. Just football, this is. Yeah. 68, 75, and three. I can maybe come back from that. Yeah, because we're going to have a lot of picks for you this weekend. Um, and then and we we'll still, still, the Super Bowl still counts. I'll say, and then we'll, just, still, we'll still put out picks for week 17, even though we won't, we aren't recording next week. And then we'll st- and then we'll have we have our playoff pick. So there is a there is a snowball's chance that you could do it. And then Jerry, you are seventy five and seventy two. Not great. I have had no pushes. Though. I mean, I either fucking win or I lose. So um, and last week wasn't great. I think I went two and three. My lock didn't. My upset didn't hit. Um, Travis's did at plus one thirty. He had the Texans over the Titans. So that means if you're rolling with us on those, you're up a plus eight seventy one on the year, which is great. Um, I did lose. My lock of the week did not hit. It was <clears throat> this is just goes to show you how the last few weeks of gambling have been going for me. The over was fifty and the fucking final score was forty five. And literally all the Titans had to do was fucking stop them and get the ball back and go down and kick a field goal to force it overtime. Because they kicked, they kick a field goal, it's twenty four twenty four. That's forty eight total points. I, my over's guaranteed to hit if they go to overtime unless they tie. And they couldn't do it. So um, as promised, I will be getting a punishment. I also lost my fantasy football sacko bowl where it's a punishment league. The punishment ha- has, we thought it was going to be for sure cross rushing, but it hasn't, it hasn't been, um, determined yet. The winner gets to pick. So the winner will be winning this weekend and they will get to pick what my punishment is. Whatever it is, Travis will go IG live for it as a double punishment for not getting a lock. There we go. That's, uh, it'll be a good one. This year has been I would say decent in gambling. I mean, football, I've just heard from around the world, around the gambling atmosphere or crowd, that NFL is not even NFL, but football in general this year has been very hard to gamble on, which it has. NFL for me, like I I keep track of all my bets on the Action Network, which if you don't follow us, you should. Um, But NFL on the year, like I'm like well above 500. What's killed me this year was college. 
Um, but we'll get into that. So uh, we'll we'll kind of wrap this up. We got a loaded, I mean, a loaded degenerous digest. Since bowl season starts this weekend, we're going to have four college bowl picks for you that are not in the college football playoff. They're going to give you our two gambling picks for the college football playoff game. So six total college picks over the next few weeks. And then we're also going to give you the NFL has their Saturday games this weekend. They have three of them. We're going to give you picks for all three of those, plus a Sunday night game, plus a Monday night game. So that's five. And then our lock and upset of the week. So that's seven. So seven plus six. You're getting 13 picks from us on this podcast. Quick math. What? Quick maths. Yeah. That was seven plus six. Yeah. So that was, uh, you're going to get a lot of, a lot of picks from us to roll throughout the holiday season to, you know, win some Christmas money back, whatever you need to do. So with that being said, let's get into it. Hey everyone. As you know, we've been recording with anchor for about a year now. And honestly, it's the best way to record a podcast. If you haven't heard about anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast because a it's free B there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I'm actually recording this ad from my phone and they'll distribute your podcast to you for free to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and like 10 other platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership required and it makes everything so simple. If you want to start a podcast today, go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. My friends are degenerate, but I never change them. Liars, cheats, and hypocrites, not the time for saving. All right, like Jared said, loaded, loaded, loaded. So we're going to get dive into it. College football bowl season. I know that's coming up later than the NFL. Huh. They st- it starts on Saturday. This yeah, week. that's true. I guess they start on Saturday also, but I don't have that game in mind. So we're picking our first four bowl games outside of the college football playoffs. It's kind of like we do uh, every other week where me and Jarek can just select four ones we like. I'll start it off first. My first one isn't until uh, the 21st, which I guess would be that's Saturday, bro. Saturday, yeah. Damn, I didn't think I had a Saturday game. It's the New Mexico Bowl in Albuquerque, New Mexico at 1 o'clock. It is Central Michigan versus San Diego State University. San Diego State is minus 3.5, and, and that's what I'm taking because their defense has absolutely just shut some people down over the course of the season. They're allowing just over 12 points per game. Shouldn't have a problem against the CMU team in a game that is a third of the distance away for San Diego State than it is for CMU. It's only like 500 miles for San Diego State, almost 1,600 for CMU. Nobody's traveling 1,600 miles to go see a 7-5 and five CMU team play. No. Um, also, San Diego State has allowed over 20 points just once this whole year, so I'm riding them minus 3.5. Okay. Okay. So, <clears throat> going to kick it off strong. You'll have a lot of gambling picks from us on Saturday. Uh, my first game that I don't talk about is the Outback Bowl. This is on New Year's Day, so when you're hungover and you just there's nothing better to do than waking up from New Year's Eve, partying the night before, and watching football all day. So New Year's Day, it's a Wednesday, um, January 1st, the Outback Bowl. It's at noon on ESPN. It's number 18, Minnesota, versus number 12, Auburn. Auburn is 7.5-point favorites, and that's who I'm taking against the Golden Gophers. Minnesota ended the year on a bit of a slump. You know, they, they came out of the gates. They were hot. They had the game day location. People thought they were going to go to the Big Ten championship game, and they ended the year two and two. 
um, with some big losses down there. Um, Auburn, it was the exact opposite. They came on strong at the end of the year. They beat Alabama in the Iron Bowl. They spoiled their their playoff hopes. Um, really end of the year on a strong note. And I think it's a lot easier to get it's, – it's hard to, for coaches to get teams motivated for these bowl games when they're so far after the season's over. But I feel like Auburn is going to be more easily motivated because they kind of ended the season on a higher note. And I think their offense can win them this game very easily. Um, so I'm taking them by seven and a half. All right. The, the half scares me, but I like it other than that. Um, my second game is the Valero Alamo Bowl. This one's in San Antonio on New Year's Eve, 630. So it's a night game on New Year's Eve. It is Utah versus Texas. So it should be a good one. Utah is seven-point favorites. And Jared's giving me the horns down. And that's what I'm doing. Utah minus seven. Got to rock the horns down nation on this one. Uh, I know Utah had a tough outing against Oregon, the Pac-12 championship in their last game. But they're out for some blood here. Um, they're nine and four against the spread. Texas has lost three of their last five going in against this Utah defense, which it didn't look like it in against Oregon, but they are good. Sam Ellinger is trash. He doesn't stand a chance, especially since the Texas defense allows almost twice the amount of yardage per game that Utah does. I'm still going to take the Utes here, even though it's in Texas, minus seven Utah. Alrighty. I don't mind that one because horns down forever. My second game is another game that's going to happen this weekend. It is the Las Vegas Bowl, Saturday, December 21st at 6.30 on ABC. Um, so, again, a lot, a lot of picks going on this weekend. you got number 19, Boise State versus Washington. And Boise State's actually the dogs in this one. Washington is three-and-a-half-point favorites. Boise State's 12-1. and one. Washington, Washington is 7-5. and five. And the former Boise State, head, Boise State head coach, Chris Peterson, is actually the coach for Washington, and he's coaching in his last game. So I feel like that this is the bump that, that got them the favor in the spread. But I don't think he's going to like the outcome. The Broncos were 3-1. and one. Um, The Broncos, what are they, aren't they called the Broncos? Boise State? Yeah. Sure. Um, they were 3-1 and one against the spread in their last four games. So I think they'll keep it close here. They're clearly the better team. They've played great all year long. So I'm taking the, the Boise State against Washington in the Las Vegas Bowl at plus three and a half. This is, their, this is that, uh, what did you say his, his name was, something Peterson? Chris Peterson, yeah. His yeah, this is, his, this is his last game. That's what I said. Oh, did you? I said, yeah. Like, last, ever. He's, like, retiring. Yeah, his last game coaching for Washington, and we'll see. He, everyone says that, but um, like I said, it's against his old team, so everyone thinks that he's going to have his team all hyped up for it. I, I just don't see it. I think they're going to keep it close. Yeah, I feel. I looked at that. I saw it, but I was like, I don't know if I want to pick it because it's his last game, and the players might want to win it for him. Yeah, or, who knows? Uh, my third game is the VRBO Citrus Bowl in Orlando on New Year's Day. I have this one on mine as well. We probably right. It's at noon. Michigan versus Bama. Bama is seven point favorites again, and that's who I'm taking. I just I find it hysterical that Bama finally. He's not in the college football playoff for the first time. Not even in a New Year's Six bowl game. I mean, this no. is – Yeah. It's hilarious. But even other than that, I think Nick Saban, that just pisses him off. He's going to put the throttle down. He's not going to let up against this Michigan team who has a lot of weaknesses. I think it's going to be funny to watch Jay Patterson try to get a crack at this Alabama defense because we know how hit or miss he is against good teams. 
I know Mac Jones is not really that good, but I think the Alabama defense should make this minus seven possible for them. So minus seven, Bama, if they don't cover, then just burn the Bama legacy down and start over. Yeah, I mean, I I, had, I actually had it at seven and a half, but if it's at seven now, I'll go ahead and lock that in. I'm sure it'll change before New Year's Day. But like Travis said, New Year's Day at 12 on ABC, so I have two noon games on New Year's Day for me. This was actually the last game I was going to talk about. Um, but I'll go talk about it now. I also have Bama at minus seven. Uh, I mean, Michigan, like Travis said, is not a great team. They got throttled by, by Ohio State at the end of the year. Shea Patterson is not a, a great quarterback by any stretch of the measure. Um, and everyone's questioning Saban's ability to kind of get these boys ready for a game that isn't a college football playoff game or a national championship. Like, that is just the highest standard that Saban has set for the Crimson Tide since he's been there. And, you know, it's not going to happen all the time. Uh, I still think he's going to find a way to, to win because if he does win, he gets a nice little bonus for his bowl game. It's also funny that Bama's ranked 13th in the country. I've, when's the last time you've, you've seen them outside the top 10? Yeah, it's wild. I mean, I just feel like there's no – they have to cover the spread. If not, then – Oh, Michigan, yeah, no, they will. I think if, if Alabama played Ohio State, it would be within four to four to seven points. And Michigan got fucking shit kicked by Ohio, by Ohio State. This is on a neutral site, neutral playing field. It's actually, I think the Citrus Bowl, like you said, is in Orlando. So it's almost essentially a home game for Bama. So. Yep, it is. It's in Orlando. Yep. Way closer to Bama. I know Michigan fans will probably travel very well for this game. But, hell yeah, why, why, why wouldn't you want to spend New Year's Eve in Orlando than fucking cold butt-ass Michigan? Exactly. So. Uh, but we both have Bama. Love, or love that pick. Going into my fourth game, and then I'll let you round out with your fourth. My fourth is the Rose Bowl in Pasadena on New Year's Day. I like this one, too. If if you're going with who I think you're going with, I like this one, too. Yeah, uh, I should be. It's Oregon versus Wisconsin. Wisconsin is minus three, and I'm not taking it. I'm taking Oregon at plus three here. Is that what you had? I mean, I I don't have it on mine. But but is that what you liked? (sighs) I actually like the under. Okay. I, did, I just wanted to pick teams. Um, didn't yeah. really look at the under. Don't know what it is. But I have Oregon at plus three. They had a beautiful performance in the Pac-12 championship game against Utah. Uh, you know, Justin Herbert really showed out, and he wants to end the season on a high note. Impress the scouts. Maybe crack that top ten, you know, draft, mock draft, where people have him at. Because right now he's, like, barely on the edge of that. Um, both teams are nearly identical in terms of numbers. I'm just going with the team that has more talent in the quarterback position. So that's going to be the team who has, you know, more talent on the offense. I know Wisconsin has a good defense, so they're going to need Justin Herbert to come out and show out. And I think that's what he does here. Oregon plus three. Uh, my only worry about Oregon is actually them stopping the running back for Wisconsin. What's it? Jonathan Taylor. Um, he's a stud. So uh, if they can stop him, I think, I think they can cover that spread. My last one is also an underdog. It's the Holiday Bowl. This is Friday, December 27th, so a Friday night game. Um, that'll be happening next week, I guess. Uh, at 7 p.m. on Fox Sports 1, it's number 22 USC versus number 16 Iowa. Um, Iowa is the two-point favorites, and I'm taking the Trojans in this one. I'm taking the USC at plus two. And the reason why is Iowa's offense is so fucking bad. I also didn't take this game because of where it's at. Where's the Holiday Bowl at again? It's in Southern California. 
Oh my God. Then that even, that's even better. Yeah. For, for USC. I mean, um, you know, Iowa, they do have an elite defense, but like I just said, they struggled to move the ball all year long. It seemed like their offense could not help their defense out in any way, way, shape or form. And if you look at USC, the end of the year on a very, very positive note, in their last three games, they scored 31, 41 and 52 points in the last three games. So they kind of like were catching on at the end of the year. Um, and they, they were retaining their head coach, Clay Helton, which is big because there was rumors of him getting fired. They're keeping him around. Um, so I think they're going to be coming in hot to this game. I would even look at Moneyline, but plus two for me, um, USC over Iowa in the Holiday Bowl on Friday, December 27th. Yeah, it's in San Diego. So an hour away. Home game. Right? USC's in L.A., right? Yep. Yeah, so – I mean, I was traveling all the way across the country. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, so I like that. The only reason I didn't pick it was because I, like, I don't know. I was just on the fence about it, so I didn't pick it. But I do like to pick and support that fully. If that's who you're going with, I'll go there with it. There we go. All right. The final two college football games of the year for us to pick before the national championship are the two college which we games. Which we will get to talk about because it's on Monday, January 13th. For those of you who don't know, so we'll have an episode come out before that. So sweetness, the two play the two playoff games. Uh, the first one is the Peach Bowl in Atlanta. It is number four Oklahoma versus number one LSU. This is Saturday, December twenty eighth at three o'clock. LSU's fourteen point favorites, and the over under is seventy five and a half. Jesus Christ, dude, that's kind of crazy. I don't know. I was very torn on this one. Didn't know which way I wanted to go. I went with the over-under. Okay. I picked under 75 and a half. Yeah, dude, that's way too much. It's so fucking high. Especially, especially for, how, for how good LSU's defense is. And these are both two pretty good defensive teams. I know these teams, you know, both can score at will. But like I said, they also have good defenses. The under in both these teams' games this year combined has hit 62% of the time. Or 62%. Of the time this under would hit, I should say. Yeah. So I just feel like one of these defenses is going to be able to hold up, you know, more than the other. I know it's going to be – I feel like it should be a reasonably scoring game with it being college football playoff game. I mean, you could still have an exciting game and not score 75 points total. Exactly. I'm not comfortable with LSU winning by three scores against this Oklahoma team. I just know what Jalen Hurts is capable of. Not saying they can't. I'm just more most comfortable with this under – that's a ton of points, so I'm just taking the under 75 and a half. Yeah, I don't hate that pick at all. I actually went with LSU minus 14. I think they're going to fucking throttle Oklahoma. Um, I think Oklahoma, off, I think their offense is not great by any stretch of the measure. Um, they almost lost to a Baylor team with a backup quarterback in the Big 12 championship game. I mean, damn near lost to them. Um, and we saw what LSU did to Georgia in the SEC championship game. And I think Georgia would beat Oklahoma by, by 10 plus points. I mean, yeah, I think Georgia would beat Oklahoma by, by 10 plus points. And we saw what LSU did to Georgia. I just think that this game's not going to be any close. I'm honestly going to go out and say it's going to be like a fucking 42 to like 17 game. See, this is, yeah, and this is what I'm saying again. This game is going to come down to the wire like very, very close if LSU doesn't cover this spread. So mine was one way or the other. I just didn't see both these teams, you know, I didn't see like a 45-42 game. Even, if LSU, even if LSU covers, the under still could hit easily. Oh, and that's what I'm saying. That That's the only way 
I had LSU winning is if they really hold OU. Yeah. Now this next game we're going to talk about is the by the way, I'm also going to say props to the college football college football for having these games not on fucking New Year's Eve like they have the last two years. Like Yeah, that and I thought they were on New Year's Eve. That's when I saw these. I was kind of surprised. Yeah, so Saturday, December twenty eighth, both these both these games are. So that first one's the Peach Bowl in Atlanta. Also, LSU is pretty got pretty damn good home home field advantage. Not home field, but they're closer than I don't know, actually. Maybe not. Anyway, it's, um, pretty, next it's one, pretty good distance for each. The, yeah, the next one, they have to travel a shit far, both of them. Um, it's the Fiesta Bowl. It's in Glendale, Arizona, where the fucking where Kenyon Drake just scored four touchdowns on Sunday. FML. Um, number three, Clemson versus number two, Ohio State on Saturday at seven o'clock that same Saturday. Um, you got Clemson. The number three Clemson Tigers are two point favorites and the over under is 63 and a half. Travis, what did you do? Uh, this one was easy for me and I love it. I'm taking Clemson minus two. No doubt about it. I think that they are the better team. These two teams combined let up a total of 22 points per game. So the over-under for me was just, I didn't even want to touch it. That's insane. Um, I think it would take Ohio State playing Clemson on a bad day to make this game super close for me to pick. I just think that Clemson has the ability to put up points in a hurry. You can look at the clock one second, and then two minutes later, I feel like they could score three touchdowns in that time span. Um, their offense is just very explosive with Trevor Lawrence, T. Higgins, Travis Etienne. Dabo has also had weeks to prepare against Chase Young, which I feel like he's going to do a very good job of doing. He's a great coach. I have faith in him. I just don't see many teams being able to stop this Clemson team in general. If their offense isn't clicking, you got to worry about their defense stopping you. I just think that Ohio State's defense is going to break more than Clemson's. Um, so, also, Clemson's the best team in the country at covering the spread at 10-3, and three, so that's what I'm taking. All righty. I didn't go to the spread. I did the over of 63-and-a-half because of what you said, how Clemson can put up points in a hurry. Like, legitimately, they could, like Travis said, they could have 21 points and then, like, not even seven minutes later. Like, they'll score a touchdown in, in two minutes, force a three and out, get the ball back, score a touchdown in two minutes, force a three and out, get the ball back, score a touchdown in two minutes. And like, you look at the fucking clock, you're down 20-7. to seven. That's why I think this this overall hit. I mean, sixty three isn't very high for a college game. I feel like, um, I mean, that's, that's both teams scoring thirty something points. I can see that happening. I know you said they both averaged allowing twenty two points a game, but neither of these teams have played a team of this caliber yet this year. Um, Clemson obviously has an all goddamn year, and Ohio State, the best team they probably played was Penn State in um, in Wisconsin, and both times they damn near put up thirty points in both those games. So. That's why I think that's the, that this overall hit. I think Ohio State will hang around. I do think they'll hang around. Um, I do think Clemson will end up prevailing, but the over will, will, will hit and then and, and then prevailing. All right. I just out of these two teams, I would like to see Clemson get a crack at LSU. Um, I think they'll have a better chance. So, for sure, for sure. That's, uh, that's our college football. We're gonna keep rolling in. Uh, got NFL Week 16 coming up. Like Jared said, no Thursday night games. But there are three Saturday night games, and we're going to cover them all. Uh, Saturday night games. They, Saturday all, games. All day. All day. Yep. Noon. The first one is at noon on Saturday. Houston uh, at Tampa Bay. Houston is three-point favorites, and the over-under is 50. 
I could either I could I have two picks for this one, so it was hard for me. I do like the over, but I'm going to take the Texans at minus three. Um, I'm comfortable with both. I know both these teams have been very shaky at defense throughout the entire season, but I think it's more than likely going to come down to Jameis throwing in between two to four picks. Um, so if the Texans can't be the Bucks by three, they don't deserve a spot in the playoffs, which is another reason they need this game. There's a lot of implications on the line with the Titans, you know, right on their ass. I think that business should get taken care of here. Bucks win streak's going to come to an end. Texas minus three. I don't disagree that the Bucks streak's going to come to an end, but I actually am taking the Bucks at plus three in this game. Um, They've scored 28 or more points in their last four games. They've been 4-0 in that stretch, and they've been averaging 447 yards per game in those in those in in the last four as well. Houston is 28th in the league in total defense, so their defense is fucking atrocious. And I think I honestly got to think that Jameis Winston has has found a spot in Bruce Arians' offense. Like Bruce Arians said, he took that Tampa Bay job to coach Jameis Winston, and I feel like they're finally starting to click. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Winston is also red hot. He's averaging 373 passing yards uh, per game in the last four, and he's thrown for 11 touchdowns in that span. Um, I'm not saying the Bucs are going to win by any means, but I could definitely see Houston squeaking out a win like they did last week against Tennessee when they won by a field goal. So um, at the very least, I'm going to take Tampa Bay at plus three and hope for a push at the very worst. All right. I just have the two picks. That was not mine. So we have a disagreement on the first NFL game. Next one's at 3.30. It is the Bills at the Patriots. Patriots are six-and-a-half-point favorites, and the over-under is 37-and-a-half. Again, a low, low over-under for the Bills game for I think the second week in a row. It might have been. might be this whole year. I'm not sure. But I took the Bills under last weekend. That was at 37 I'm taking the Bills under this weekend again at 37 and a half. I know that, you know, both these teams have the potential to hit this over, but it's just, it looks so good. The Bills defense is rolling, and I just think that they keep it going here. The Patriots have looked like shit. Tom Brady's playing not so great. I I know they just put up points, but they were playing the fucking Bengals for Christ's sake. I can just see this being a cold Low-scoring game in New England. The Bills haven't allowed over 20 points in right around a month, so I'm pretty comfortable with this one, how inconsistent the Patriots' offense has been. So I'm hitting under 37-and-a-half. Not a bad pick, not a bad pick. I didn't hear your explanation because I ran out to make me a drink, 
but I heard what the pick was, the under. I don't hate it. I'm actually going to take Buffalo plus six and a half in this game. Um, the last time these two teams met, obviously, it was in Buffalo, but the Patriots won 16 to 10. Like Travis was just alluding to when I heard the end of his um, <clears throat> the end of his, his reasoning, the Patriots offense isn't nearly what it was at, at the beginning of the year. Um, they've, stuck as, they, they've stunk as of late. And before playing the Bengals last week, they hadn't scored – the Patriots played the Bengals last week. Before playing the Bengals, they hadn't scored more than 30 points since week seven. So I was all the way back in October. Um, and, in fact, since they had a week 10 bye, since after the bye, the Patriots have only averaged 20.4 points per game, 319.4 yards per game, which is hugely inflated by the 448 they put up against the Texans. Other than that, most of their, the, most of their games have been under 300 total yards on the offensive side of the ball. So I actually think um, that the Bills' defense kind of holds up here, and they keep it really, really close. I'm thinking like a 13-10 game, like honestly. Yeah, I mean, which it would hit my under. Basically, the reasoning for my under, I was just saying that Tom Brady and the Patriots' offense stinks. So, And I just rattled off some numbers to back that up. Exactly. So going into the Saturday night game, technically it is a night game, 7-15, you said they were all day games. I said I said they're all. You said Saturday night games. I said they're. I said oh. they're. I meant I meant to say they're on all day. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the seven fifteen game, one that I could probably care less about, yep. is the Rams at the Forty ers Forty ers are six and a half point favorites. Over under forty five and a half. The spread just scares me in total in this game. So I'm taking. I'm hitting that over under again for the second time in the day. Over 45 and a half is what I'm taking here. The reason I'm doing this is because one week the Rams will look good. The next they're trash because they are trash because the Rams fucking suck. They can go fuck off. I know the 49ers can score points. They're also good at allowing points to teams that decide to be good that day. So whichever Rams team decides to show up, I think the 49ers are going to be able to score. The Rams will be able to score. So take your pick, but take the over. I don't mind that pick at all because I do think it'll be a high-scoring game, but I'm going to take the Niners at minus 6.5. They literally blew a game last week against the Falcons, like literally blew a game. And that's because I think they they overlooked them. Dan Quinn is the head coach of the Falcons. Kyle Shanahan used to be his offensive coordinator. I think it was a bit of a revenge game. I think that might have been like the Falcons' Super Bowl this year. You know, like, hey, let's go beat our former offensive coordinator and his awesome team. Um, in their in their home stadium, uh, but the Rams were absolutely decimated by the Cowboys, and then they were decimated, you know, a few weeks ago. And then, like like Travis said, there's they're very hot and cold, so it depends on what Rams team shows up. But I think the Niners defense is good enough to hold them at bay enough, and for the Niners to really get back and clicking again. Because I mean, the Rams made De- Dak Prescott look like a fucking you know Hall of Fame quarterback. I can't imagine what Jimmy G will do to him. I'm pretty sure he'll carve him up. Um, so I'm taking the Niners at minus six and a half in this one. All right. Like I said, I didn't take that because of how hit or miss the Rams can be. Don't know which teams are going to show up. Sunday night game. Chiefs at Bears. Chiefs are five and a half point favorites. It's actually six now. Six point favorites at Bears. Over-under is 45. Don't care if it's six. I'm taking the Chiefs. Yep. Not a chance in the world I wouldn't take this pick. Love it. The Bears are phonies. They beat the Cowboys, the Lions, and the Giants, and all of a sudden they think they're in playoff contention. Nope. You still suck. 
The Chiefs might be the this might be the realest Chiefs team I've seen in a while. Yeah, since because that Tennessee because Titans game, they're they're had, legit on defense. That's why. Yeah, since that Tennessee Titans game, they've had one of the best defenses in the league, and this Bears team might not be able to put out double digits double digits against them. So I'm taking the Chiefs at minus six. Yep, like I said, this might be my easiest pick of the week overall. Um, Chicago is the most one of the most inconsistent teams in the league. Like Travis said, they're phonies. Um, and I saw I watch a Chiefs offense put up 23 points in the blizzard that Travis was at against a Broncos team, Broncos defense that's ranked 13th in the league. So they put a top 15 defense in the blizzard and still put up fucking 23 points on them. I think even though the the Bears have a top 10 defense, I can see them putting up 30 or 30 or so points and just routing them like 35 to like 10. This is going to be an absolute slaughter and pretty much a guarantee for this week. So Chiefs minus six is the go-to, ladies and gents. Yep, love it. Monday night football game. This one was my hardest pick of the week probably. This is going to be a big game. By the way, I don't know if you saw it before you said the spread and moved to five and a half. Okay, did not see that. Yeah. Packers at Vikings. Vikings are now minus five and a half. They're five and a half point favorites. Yeah. Over under is 45 and a half. Um, I mean, can we just talk about how big, uh, how big these division implications are in this game? Yeah, I mean, it's huge. The Packers are 11 and three. The Vikings are 10 and four. And the Packers beat the Vikings in week two. So they, yeah, have, so they have the head-to-head right now. The Vikings have to win this game if they yep. want to win the division. Um, I'm not taking the spread. I'm taking the over-under. Damn, you're big on these over-unders this week. I don't know why. Just These spreads are scaring me. That five-and-a-half just scares me. So I'm hitting the over of – or not over, fuck, sorry, the under of 45-and-a-half. And these teams' last 10 games combined, this over would have hit just twice. And both of those games would have been the Vikings games. And now the Vikings' backfield is beat up. Dalvin Cook's questionable. Um, their backup running back, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Madison, I think it is. Yeah, yeah, He's Madison. questionable, so they're both banged up. They got I, Ham, though, man. They got Ham, the fullback. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that. You just threw me off, off <laughs> way off with that. <laughs> the Packers have not impressed me lately on offense. I initially liked the over, but after looking further into it, I think defense win this game. Wins this game. It's just a toss-up for me in any spectrum over under spread. So I hit the under in 45 and a half. Don't hate that. I'm taking the Packers at plus five and a half. Um, like I said, this game is is huge for, for the division. Like if the Vikings win, even if they win, they still need some help in week 17 to win that division. Um and the spread's really scary to me because the last time they played in week two, like I said, the Packers won by five in Lambeau in week two. But this Packers team has been so different since week two. They've been kind of like just meh. Like they're they're winning, but they're not really impressing. They're not really impressed me by winning. But with that being said, I do think that this this game is has huge implications. I know Aaron Rodgers always plays good in these big games. Kirk Cousins usually fucking folds. Like Kirk Cousins' record in primetime games is, is horrendous. It was like Monday night. He's actually zero and eight on Monday night. So, I mean, I mean, five and a half's big. I don't know why it's already moved a whole point. That's what I'm saying. Like Packers, like even if the Vikings do win, I don't think they're going to win by six or more points. I don't think they're going to win by a touchdown. Like it's going to be a it's going to be a close fucking game. And this 
big, big divisional implicational game, which is why I'm taking the Packers at plus five and a half. All right. I like that pick. If I were to pick the spread, it would have been the Packers. Um, going into our last two, we got upset and lock of the week. Let's do, let's do lock first. I lock first? All right. By the way, we, we, said, we said that since there was fucking five total games that we already talked about, that if we wanted to pick one of these for a lock or upset, we could. Normally, something different. I, I went different. Okay. Well, I'll just go and throw out my lock of the week then. It's Chiefs. Chiefs. Okay. I'll give you another lock then if you don't like the Chiefs enough to bet on them if you're a Bears fan. My second lock of the week is the Saints at the Titans. Saints are minus three. Uh, this is Sunday at noon, and I told you this, the Titans aren't real. Ryan Tannehill is not who everyone thinks he is. Trust me, I watched hey, him for like the last four years. Hey, hey, hey. I wa- you, were, you were at a game on Sunday. Ryan Tannehill did not play bad at all. It was that fucking it, – it was their, their whole offense looked inept, dropped balls that led to turnovers. It wasn't Ryan Tannehill's fault. I'll just say okay, that. Okay, but he's still not good. I mean, he's not uh, elite, but it wasn't his And now fault. he's playing a good defense. Yeah. So he lost to the Titans – or the Texans, I'm sorry. Texans covered the spread, the same spread last weekend – and so will a much better Saints team. This minus three right now is plus 110 odds, and I love it. Nothing more to be said. Titans are fake. Saints minus three. Okay. I like that pick a lot, actually. So with that being said, let's roll into our upset of the week. Um, mine is a game that no one has an interest in watching unless you're a fan of these two teams, but I'm going to take it anyway. It's the Giants at the Redskins. The Giants are the dogs at plus 115. And that's who I'm going to take for my upset of the week. Like I said, I didn't like a lot of upsets this week. This one was one I found. Danny Dimes is probably going to be coming back this week. And I think it's going to, it's going to be a battle between two rookie quarterbacks, him versus Dwayne Haskins, obviously. But something tells me that Daniel Jones is going to be more like the kid we saw in his debut in Tampa after having a couple weeks off, you know, reset, get your mind right, study film, you know, kind of when you're a rookie thrown to the fire, shit gets kind of hazy. I think that's what happened to him. So I think he got he kind of got a reset by being hurt. Got to think about it, um, and now he's going to be ready to roll against a, a, an atrocious Redskins team. Let's just put it that Giants plus one one fifteen on Sunday. All right, yeah, no one wants to watch that game. I definitely will not. My upset of the week is probably one you will not watch either. It is the Panthers at the Colts Sunday at noon. The Panthers are plus two forty five. Will Greer. Is he starting? Yep. Oh, hell yeah. I love it even more. Yep. Panthers are plus 245 against this Colts team. Colts have lost four in a row. Panthers have lost six in a row. So there's two struggling teams at their worst. Going with the Panthers, their offense has what it takes to get this W, first W with their new interim head coach. They can put up the points. They got Will Greer, McCaffrey. I mean, they just have the better offense. And the Colts cannot put up the points that they're, that they're able to put up. They have more consistent offense. And I have faith in them, so I'm going Panthers at plus two forty five. Yeah, you know that Will Greer is get is they they pulled they eventually benched Kyle Allen for 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 Greer. Man, it only took six, six losses in a row for them to yeah, do that. They lost seven of their last eight. I mean, they were they were a legit team, you know, eight weeks ago though. That, that's that's the thing. Like yeah. they they were legit, and I don't fucking know what happened, man. So I don't. That's that's kind of like my Broncos pick last week. That's a very big, very big value pick, but a value pick I could see happening. And if it yeah, wouldn't have snowed on Sunday, the Broncos won. What? 
So I feel like that one's a little bit more realistic than the Broncos one. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I reached last week. That's why I kind of went more. Mine is not nearly as much value. It's only plus 115, so you bet 100, you win 115. So, um, But, again, those, those are our upsets of the week. Again, if you roll with them, you'd be up eight, 871. So whatever you bet, if you bet 10 bucks, you'd be up $87. Bet 100 bucks, you'd be up 871. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Whatever your, your units are, you're, you're up almost nine. So um, that is our fully, fully loaded. I believe that's probably one of the biggest DeGeneres digests we've ever done with six total college picks um, and then seven total NFL picks. Uh, and we're going to roll into a very quick training topic segment, a Christmas, a Christmas edition. So Christmas. Christmas. Merry, Merry Chrysler. Chrysler. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into it. Like I said, a Christmas edition of the trending topics segment. We're going to give you a Mount Rushmore and then talk about a few other things. Um, So we're going to do our Mount Rushmore. What are you laughing at? I don't know. This is the way we led into it. What? On the last segment. I was just thinking, happy Christmas. Merry Chrysler. All right. Merry Christmas. Uh, we're going to do our Mount Rushmore of Christmas movies, and we're actually going to rank them. So we're going to go from four to one, Travis, four to one. Four to one? Four to one. All right. Our Mount Rushmore of Christmas movies. So let's hear your number four. My number four is one that I feel like is a little underrated. Not a lot of people haven't seen Bad Santa. Oh, dude, I fucking forgot about that one. Yep. I was talking to Carly about this, Carly about this, and I was free. I forgot a lot of them. Fuck, Bad Santa's a good one. That's a good number four. My number four is uh, the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. It's always a good one. Oh, dude, no! I have I have a list of terrible two Christmas movies that I hate. I think the Santa Claus series sucks ass. What? <laughs> okay, so like Tim the second, the worst. The second and third ones aren't great. Whatever one where it's got uh, Martin Short and he's like the fucking like the frozen guy and he's like the villain like that one's but the first one's actually pretty good. The ones like, after that. I think the only movie I like Tim Allen in is Christmas with the Cranks. Yeah, that's that's, that's the just average too. Yeah. All right, going to the third one. Super basic. It's Elf. Elf's not all mine, man. I'm not a. I I think Elf is very overrated. Man. I love Elf. I can watch. I have to watch Elf once every holiday season. See, and that's my thing too. Like a lot of mine are ones that I watch every single year, 
And I really only have three that I really watched. So my fourth one, I'm like, okay, which one do I like? Landed on Santa Claus. But I could have thrown in The Grinch. I could have thrown in. Yeah, The Grinch was on my honorable mentions. Yeah, so I have a couple of honorable mentions too. Um, my number three is A Christmas Story. It's oh, my- dude, you fucking suck. My other movie that I have terrible, fucking hate A Christmas Story. You, 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 that you, might be one of the worst movies made of all time. You don't know good movies, that's why. That movie sucks. It's boring. It is so boring. I love it, man. I love Christmas Story. Horrible. I love it when he's right. the kid. The kid. My favorite part is whenever he fucking they dress up the little brother in all those clothes and all those layers, and he can't walk to school. And he's like lays in the ground and starts crying. But I'm just gonna start picking away at Jared's Mount Rushmore of Christmas movies. Uh, my number two, uh, Home Alone. That's my number two as well. It's fucking classic. One of the best movies. Not even a Christmas time. I love this movie. Yeah. I literally watched some of it last night. I watched actually, I, I watched part of the second one last night. I was going to put Home Alone 2 as my number four, but I was like, I can't have two Home Alone movies. Up there, Dude, but. Home Alone 2 is really good though. Yeah, I know. I know. Man. Suck brick, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I fucking die at that fucking part every time. <laughs> oh, man. I love that. Um, but no, Home Alone classic. If we don't both have the same number one, oh, we do, we brothers. Do. It's Christmas Vacation. Yep, which I've already, me and Carly have already watched four times this year. I, I watched it the other night too. Uh, yeah. Actually, when I was snowed in Kansas City, I watched Christmas Vacation. Yeah, what one of the think? best all-time movies. If you don't like Christmas Vacation, you're not American. Look around, Helen. We're in the thresholds of hell. <laughs> Why is the carpet all wet, Todd? I don't know, Margot. No, oh, seriously, man. like Christmas movies though. People people don't like that movie though. If you don't like Christmas Vacation, you listen to this podcast and like, who are the, you? The, the movie is just filled with full of fucking zingers, like full of them. Like at every fuck, like every and that's the thing. Like every time I watch it, I feel I feel myself catching something else. <laughs> Dude, so many one liners in that movie that are just amazing. Right. She died thirty years ago. <laughs> the blessing. <laughs> the blessing. <laughs> So good, but Jared had two of my terrible. They they made my terrible list: a Christmas story and the Santa Claus. Man, what? So my honorable mention, if I had to throw one out there, it'd be the Grinch. Yeah, I'm gonna be the Grinch in Home Alone too. Honestly, Home Alone two is on mine. But another one that a lot of people probably don't watch, it's one that Dad watches all the time. It's fucking Surviving Christmas with Ben Affleck and James Gandolfini, and he like pays that family. To be his family for Christmas. Do you, have, do you remember that movie? Uh, I Not off the top of my head. Dude, it's I'm hilarious. Sure. So like yeah. Ben Affleck is like this rich writer and his wife doesn't want to spend Christmas in the United States. She wants to go on a vacation. He doesn't want to do that. He goes back to his childhood home and there's a family living there. So he literally pays them to be his family. And it just, this family's like sad. The husband and wife are getting divorced. It's fucking hilarious. So um, if you haven't seen that one, check it out. It's a new one or not new, but new one for you. That'd be on my honorable mentions list. So you don't have die hard fucking die hard. We're going to squash <laughs> this bug right now. <laughs> die hard. Just it's not a Christmas movie place during Christmas time. doesn't make it a Christmas movie. It is not a Christmas movie. It is not. I also forgot about jingle all the way, but it's not really good. Oh movie. my God. It's kind of funny. That would, that, that, that would not be on your Mount Rushmore. Dude, that is easy honorable mention though. That is top 
That See, is I feel, but I feel, but I feel like I feel like your honorable mention needs to be two. My two are the Grinch and Home Alone two. Okay, I'm kicking out Home Alone two, and I'm putting in Jingle all the way because that movie is amazing. <laughs> it's okay. I love Jingle. When, when's the last time you? When's the last time? When's the last time you've seen it? I'm pretty sure I watched it last year, at, around Christmas time. Okay. Pretty sure we have that like, movie on VHS. So, but my top four, obviously, Christmas Vacation, Home Alone, Christmas Story, and Santa Claus. Um, Travis had Christmas Vacation, Home Alone, Elf, Elf, and Bad Santa. Bad, Bad Santa is a great one. That's so underrated. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you, kid? And your fucking sandwiches. <laughs> oh man, my favorite. One of my favorite parts about that movie is when he eats the whole kid's advent calendar and <laughs> fills it with like Advil and til- different pills. <laughs> Is this an Advil? Is this an Advil? All right. Round it out. Is Granny Spry? Is Granny Spry. Um, Jarrett put on our – he wanted to ask this question. What Christmas snack or treat is the absolute best? It's hard. Mine mine came to my mind, and I had it easy. I had to think about this, man, because, like – it, it it's gonna vary from household to household. I'm more of like a. Uh, I feel like cookies are a very big Christmas staple. Are you fucking Santa Claus? But I don't, but I don't eat a lot of cookies year round. See, I'm not a cookie guy. But I I eat ice cream. I eat cake. I eat fucking pie. I, I think Christmas is reserved for cookies. And for me, it's a fucking nothing can beat a good snickerdoodle cookie. See, I'm not a snickerdoodle guy. I know because you don't like cinnamon and ginger. I just don't. I mean, they just remind me of sugar cookies, and I'm not like the best, biggest sugar. Cookie. See, like everyone's like, oh, sugar cookies. I'm like, I'm not a big sugar, sugar sugar cookie guy either. And I feel like that you can get those any all year round. You only see snickerdoodle cookies around the holidays. Yeah. So I just like to, if you put actual Snickers in the middle, which almost everybody does, mom does. You gotta. Just, oh, don't. No, those are not. Those are not snickerdoodles. No, those are some kind of special cookie. Yeah, our mom used to make snickerdoodle cookies with a little with mini Snickers on the inside, with little mini Snickers on the inside, and I would eat that shit all day. Yeah. Other than that, snickerdoodles can fuck right off. Mine, which I'm pretty sure it's a Christmas thing. Christmas. I know exactly what you're gonna say. Puppy chow. Yep. Easy, best. I could eat a gallon of that shit. Yep. A lot of people. A lot of people call it muddy buddies. Puppy chow. Puppy buddies, puppy chow. It's a Chex mix with chocolate. And but you got to have a homemade. You can't buy the shit that comes. Because, like, I didn't know this until this year. Yeah, they make them in, like, little bags. Yeah, because Carly was going to get some for her kids. And I'm like, they don't. I'm like, you have to homemade. You have to homemade that shit. She goes, no. They make it in bags. I'm like, what? And yeah, they, they do. They sell it at the gas station. But you got to homemade it. It's like the Chex mix tossed in, like, chocolate. And then the powdered sugar. Powdered sugar. Best shit ever, especially when you get a clump of them all together. Mm. Another one that I that I always associate with Christmas, even though mom used to make it a lot in the wintertime, but I used to, I used to associate it with Christmas when we'd come home from Christmas break in college. No, no one's gonna know what the fuck I'm saying, but fucking cookie candy. Oh yeah, dude. Some people know it's called uh it's called like no bake cookies or, or something like that. No bake oatmeal cookies, but yeah. the chocolate. So it's like chocolate and like oatmeal and like non cooked oats. And peanut butter. It sounds really weird, but all mixed together, and you don't bake them. You just put them on a, like a piece of wax paper to dry. Like you, so you. Uh, I'm just gonna explain it real quick. In like a a pot, I guess on on a stovetop, you mix together your chocolate, your butter, 
your peanut butter, all that stuff, and then you pour the oats in and keep mixing. And like, so there's like a bunch of sh- there's like actual sugar pouring. Yeah, out. like there's more than that. There's still sugar and stuff like that, but basically it's like chocolate peanut butter and sugar and all that stuff, and it's all mixed together. And you boil and you like heat it up on a pot, and you pour your oats in and keep mixing it. And it gets really thick. You just dollop it onto a piece of wax, a piece of wax paper, let it cool, and that's cookie candy. Yeah, no bake cookies. That's where they are. Yeah. Um. So there you go. There's your Christmas edition trending topics. If you do not What's celebrate Christmas, to, to, uh, this is the thing that I feel like every couple argues about. So what? Let's say what? What is a reasonable amount? Like let's say like not for like married couples or for you know people who are engaged. But if you just if you're just in a relationship with a girl, you know you've been with her for six months to a year. What's a reasonable amount to spend on them on Christmas? Reasonable amount or, or what, like the lowest amount possible? Not the lowest amount, but like what, what should you spend on them for Christmas? I would say you should at least come close to $100. Yeah. I was, because, I mean, I you can't really get anything quality under like under $100. I was going to say 100 to 200 Like Carly and I this year, like we kind of went a little, but this is our first year as a married couple. So we, we set a $500, $500 limit. Yeah, I mean, two hundred dollars if you like, you get some good presents. I just, I'd say at least a hundred if you're mm-hmm. wanting to get like something of quality. Mm-hmm. Pretty. Easy. I agree. So for all you out there, if you're married, probably a few hundred, three to four, yeah. three to three to five. Could uh, be in cheapskates if you're not. Exactly. Exactly. Splurge. <laughs> uh, it's tis the season to be merry. No shit. That's my name. It's the season of giving. <laughs> you can't see the us. Yeah, so that's our last episode for the year. Hopefully, everybody has a happy holiday season. We appreciate you guys as always. So yep. go celebrate, get drunk, have a happy new year, be safe. And uh, we'll see you in 2020. Guys in 2020. Yep. Peace out, guys. It's the most wonderful time of the The kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the happiest season of all. With those holiday greetings and gay happy meetings when friends come to call. It's the For hosting marshmallows, for toasting and caroling out in the snow. There'll be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmases long, long ago. It's the most wonderful time of the year. There'll be much mistletoeing, and hearts will be glowing when loved ones are near. It's the most wonderful time of the year. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 